right now. Um, the question, Emily, would be, what am I not reading right now? <laughs> um, I'm currently reading, rereading The Bone Season by Samantha Shannon. I am reading Holding Up the Universe by Jennifer Nebian. What are you reading, Emily? Well, I have started a couple of different books, as I am known to do. I'm currently in the middle of 13 Doorways, Wolves Behind Them All by Laura Ruby. On the side, I'm doing a nonfiction, which is One Writer's Beginnings by Eudora Welty. I'm also reading Winter White and Wicked by Shannon Didimore. And I'm in the middle of a few other ones, but those are mostly the big ones. I cannot wait to start Sky Hunter by Marie Lu. So... A lot, of, a lot of things going on. What is one YA book that you always recommend? Okay, you know me. I'm not going to be able to keep it to just one. So I will list three and cheat because the first one is not really a YA book, but I always recommend Red Rising by Pierce Brown. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's kind of, I think it might be classified as YA where the next part of the series is adult, but it, it has some gory parts to it. So, you know, readers beware, but I always recommend that. I always recommend the Lunar Chronicles um, as well as the Bone Season, which you've already mentioned. And then I have to recommend Romanov by my friend Nadine Brandis because uh, it's excellent. Um, but so yeah, good. I, I mean, goodness, I could keep going, but <laughs> what about you? What do you always recommend? Well, if you're in the mood for a audiobook, I always have to go to Solo by Kwame Alexander. It's amazing. It's one of my favorites. Um, All-time favorite audiobook. And also The Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. It's amazing. Um, he is a word artist. And um, the whole book is written in verse. And it takes place entirely in one elevator ride down. So oh, I love it. It's, it is amazing. So good. Okay. So we're writers. And of mm -hmm. course we um, love taking our pen to paper. Emily, what is your favorite writing pen brand? Well, ooh, it's kind of hard to say, but right now I am stuck on um, Pentel's I guess it's Energel liquid gel ink pens. Uh, but I okay. am very particular. And whenever I can, I try to get the 0.5 um, millimeter because for some reason, the 0.7 is just a little too thick for me. So I'm always going with that. And usually it's black ink. Um, I don't mind blue, but I kind of stick to the black. What about you? Um, I, I'm with you there on the black pens. I do like black pen. I like the Pilot G2. Um, I'm pretty sure it's point. 07. Um, but the ink cartridge has been changed out so many times and I'm currently sporting a cartridge that my kiddo found in the couch. So <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but yeah, oh. that is currently my favorite writing pen. Love it. So we're heading into my absolute all-time favorite writing season, the fall. And one of the things that I find myself doing very often when I sit down to write is reaching for a drink or a snack that is like maybe fall themed or something. So what is your favorite fall writing drink and snack? Um, I have to say coffee, mm -hmm. all the coffee when I am writing. Most of the time I don't eat when I, I write, but mainly, um, because I'm writing in the margins of life. So mm -hmm. I'm not sitting down and writing for a long period of time, but if I do, I love snacking on popcorn or some kind of sour gummy, um, candy. 
Oh, so fun. Yeah. So for me, I have to say coffee. Everybody who knows me knows that that's the truth. (laughs) Although I will occasionally do tea because I do like tea. Um, But for snacks, if I am going to snack, which is like you're saying to kind of infrequent, but if I do snack, it's going to be popcorn. Um, I like to make it either air popped or occasionally on the stove with a little bit of coconut oil. It's my favorite. Oh yes. It's so yummy. Mm. Okay. So it is fall and I don't know why fall makes me think of candles, but <laughs> what are your favorite candle scents? Ooh, so I have a lot, but I, it's almost easier for me to say what I don't like, but I will stick to what I do. And, um, I love <laughs> a good sweet scent. Um, so something like pumpkin pie or, you know, I don't know, like vanilla scents. Those are something I love, but also I am a sucker for a bright, like apple scent. Oh, that just makes me so happy and makes me think of like running through fall orchards. <laughs> well, what are your favorites? Oh, I, um, I love the coffee shop scent. So the coffee, the hazelnut, um, I do like, um, my brother had gotten me a candle from our local bookshop, but it was like, um, I think it was called Hemingway. It was like tobacco Mm. and leather and coconut or something, (laughs) but it was marvelous and it smelled Mm. wonderful. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too like floral scented. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know this is hard for you because I know you've got some kiddos in the house, but (laughs) when is your favorite time to write? My favorite time to write is whatever moment I can steal to write. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. My motto is writing in the margins of life. Mm. Um, Like you said, I have kiddos around Mm -hmm. and this season, what it is, we are homeschooling. And so a lot of times you'll find me with a notebook, stirring the mac and cheese and jotting down (laughs) sentences. I love it. <laughs> so, I bet they're not cheesy. Oh, I had to. I had oh, to. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, what about you? When is your favorite time to write? Um, so I think before I got married, I would stay up super, super late and just write until the wee morning hours. I'd get sucked into whatever it was that I was working on and just like, you know, time would pass away. But, um, you know, now that we've got dogs and a cat and life is crazy, um, I actually find that I enjoy writing in the morning the most, but it's also the hardest time for me to make it happen. Cause you know, you've got to get up and you got to get all things out of the way first and then sit down and write first of all. But if I do, that's usually when I've written the best, I think. But yeah, movies. Oh, I yes. love to watch movies. And I yeah. think it's probably because they're story-based. But I'm curious, who would you pick to play you if your life was a movie? Oh, that would be an interesting movie there. Bring <laughs> <laughs> your pillows because you might fall asleep. Um, okay. So I, I have always been told, I, I'm, I'm terrible with names, but I've always been told that I look like Topanga from Boy Meets World. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's an option. Um, but I think I would have to go with Reese Witherspoon. Okay. That's who I totally picked for you. <laughs> she's my favorite. She's short. Um, and I think she's Southern and she's, she's blonde. spunky. Like, so, I don't know. Yeah. I just see it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? If your life was a movie, who would play you? Uh, 
Um, there's always been a couple of people because I feel like I don't know. It's not like I sit around thinking about who would play me in a movie because my life is not that interesting either. But um, I would absolutely love Anne Hathaway to play me. Yes. I just I think of her in the Princess Diaries, maybe the Ugly Duckling stage, and then when she becomes pretty and like, <laughs> oh, maybe that's more me. Oh. <laughs> um, no, not really. Uh, either her or Sandra Bullock. She's always been a favorite yeah. of mine. So. Yes, I could see either one of those. Those would be great, yeah. All right, well, to wrap up our little lightning round here, uh, which is not so lightning-y, what is one piece of writing advice that first comes to mind for you? Um, I would have to say, and I'm going to try to make this quick because, you know, lightning round, don't believe anybody that tells you that you can't write because of your age or the stage you are at in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a piece of writing advice. I couldn't even tell you now where I got it, where I was advised not to really start writing or get into writing until I had more life experience under me. And that's just simply not true. So if, if you have a passion and you really want to write, I would say write. I don't care if you're, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, or if you're 75, 85, 95, if you have a story and you want to tell it, just tell it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. What about you? Lay, us, lay, lay some good writing advice, wisdom on us. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so I kind of feel like, like the first thing that comes to mind kind of feels like I might've stolen it from maybe someone previously. So apologies. But um, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and probably this is coming off of like our writing experiences in August, but is to really write what you're passionate about. Not exactly what the market is telling you to write or what you think will sell. Because oftentimes those, whatever that is that comes out, is a little more contrived than honest and genuine. Try to, I guess as cheesy as it sounds, try to follow your heart when you're writing. (laughs) And I think that you're going to, you're going to find that what comes out is going to be the best um, that you've written. Yeah. Agreed. How much agree? Hello and welcome to Exploring the Blank Page, a podcast for readers and writers of young adult fiction. I'm host Emily Hendricks, writer of YA sci-fi and fantasy, and my co-host is Kristen Crum, author of the YA rom-com It Happened at Christmas. The Blank Page is where we all start, published or not, and we're excited to share stories that inspire your writing or influence your next book choice. Now let's get to the episode. All right, Kristen, let's hear a little bit about your backstory. Oh, my backstory. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a writing podcast. You got to talk in right? story terms. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, a little bit about my writing journey and where I got started. I have always been a writer. I can't really remember of a time that I wasn't spinning tales. The earliest I can remember is having some bratty notebook that was probably recycled from some other probably a school project and a pencil and sitting down, I think it was about six. And I was sitting at my kitchen table with my mom and I was telling the story. And all I remember is this, it it was a story and there was a dollhouse. And I feel like when the dollhouse closed, like the dolls came to life. (laughs) So that's really where my writing journey started. And I... 
I wrote all through middle grade. I'm in high school. I always had characters that I was developing. I did my senior project. I was homeschooled and um, my senior project was to write a full length novel. So I did it. And um, then my computer promptly ate the entire thing. Oh no. So I lost all of it. So that was my first like experience and always back up your stuff, kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> fast forward a few years, I have a couple kids and I um, have written a little bit more. But again, somewhere along the line, I had that in my, my mind that I didn't have enough life experience and I had to be older before I could write and actually get a book published. And then I just, I got this story in me and it's the story of my heart. And I I couldn't shake it and I just had to write it. And mm -hmm. I fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with the writing process. I, I think that was probably really the first time that I felt like I could probably make something out of this writing thing. And so that project is actually still, I'm still working on it. It's still on my desk. <laughs> there have been other projects in the meantime, including a self-published contemporary romance. It happened at Christmas. We're coming up on the one year birthday of that release. So that's kind of yeah. exciting. Yeah. That's the long and the short of it. <laughs> uh -huh. Kind of where I've gotten to where I'm at today. I love it. So you chose to self-publish. Let's talk just a little bit about that. Uh, what was behind that decision? Why did you decide to go that route? Yeah. Well, um, my self-publishing journey might not be a much like other self-published authors out there. The dream was always to be traditionally published and self-published. I, the the book, The Story of My Heart that I've been working on, I was um, sending that one out to agents to see if I could get it picked up, to see if we could get it with the publisher. And I was getting a lot of bites, but it wasn't going anywhere. And I wasn't getting a lot of feedback and I was getting rejected, which that's part of the writing journey. But the problem with my me was that I was getting comfortable in that rejection. And soon I, I realized I was sending out these emails into the world and I wasn't expecting to get any good to come of it. I was expecting the rejection and I was comfortable in the rejection. And I felt like that wasn't a good place to be as a writer. Mm -hmm. And so I knew at that point that I really just needed, I needed to take a leap of faith and I needed to get myself out there and I needed to work on different projects. So it happened at Christmas was born. <laughs> um, the story just kind of fell out of me. It is probably one of the fastest projects that I have ever written. I think I wrote the entire thing Oh, I don't know. It was quick, but it was a completely different path than what I was expecting to write. The story of my heart is more action and adventure and people die. And <laughs> it happened at Christmas is romantic comedy. It would be perfect on like the Hallmark channel. So it's like a complete 180 opposite. Right. But yes, I, I needed to get, I, I just had to get myself out there and get myself something other than just being rejected. So mm -hmm. Yeah. I self-published and yeah, that I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that process and I enjoyed that journey. So, and I learned a lot from it too. That's great. Oh, so what about you, Emily? What can you tell us about your writing journey? Well, it sounds very similar to yours, really. Um, I remember writing at a very young age and my best friend and I would exchange notebooks 
I would do one chapter and then she do the next chapter and then we would swap. Um, and I think that was born from a love of playing with Barbies and getting all their backstories straight and, you know, kind of setting up everything. And then by the time it was time to play, it was like, oh, well, it's kind of boring now because we know the whole story. So we'd move on to something else, <laughs> leaving a mess, of course. So fast forward to my senior year, much like you, I had a senior project. And for that project, I decided to write a novel. But uh, the council who like approves those projects said that it was too lofty of a goal for a senior in high school to, to write a whole book. So they made me change it to a novella, but I stuck with it because I writing was a love of mine and um, ended up finishing that. And then I submitted to, at the time, a very well-established publisher and got a very nice, very form rejection letter. (laughs) Uh, And honestly, it was a good rejection letter because it was a terrible piece of writing. But hey, you got to start somewhere, right? (laughs) After that, I pursued writing still, but I started studying music in college and just, you know, you get busy with life. So every November, I would do NaNoWriMo and I would start a new book. I would kind of stick with it after, but most of the time it would lose steam. But I did probably like six NaNoWriMo's and had 50,000 words on each book and had learned a lot every time I wrote, but kind of needed to get to the point where I was actually finishing something. And one year, I can't tell you what year that was, but I was still living in Southern California at the time. I just had this feeling. I was like, this is the year that I start pursuing publishing seriously. And I did. I started going to conferences, uh, writing conferences, and I connected with people. I met with agents. I met with editors, even just at these little, you know, 15 minute meetings that you can have at these conferences and started to put myself out there and also started to learn a ton just about the market in general. And because of all of that, I actually did meet the agent that I'm represented by now, though it took me probably three years to sign with her, actually. Note to those who are pursuing agent agenthood. No. <laughs> the, <laughs> note to those who are pursuing getting an agent. It does take time and that's okay. Like it comes at the right time that you need it. So then I was writing romantic suspense, but I realized that my real passion is a young adult fiction. Um, I love science fiction and uh, fantasy. And I just, like you were saying, I love adventure and excitement and action. So um, that's kind of what I've been focusing on now. I'm doing what they say to do, which is write the next book. And yes. write, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and write and write and write. <laughs> yeah, because I guess too, part of that is that I am a freelance ghostwriter on the side. So I might be writing a lot uh, during the year, but it's not always about my own writing. So it's a balance to try and find the ability to write something creatively when you're maybe spent because you've been writing someone else's things creatively, (laughs) but that's a, that's another podcast for another day. (laughs) So, so Kristen, why don't you tell everybody how we met? Cause you're so good at remembering things. Yeah, I, I can't remember what happened yesterday, but for some reason I can remember a long time <laughs> ago. So we I think we first met. Um, I was working with a PR company who we worked with publishers for book marketing and um, doing like book tours for when books were releasing. And um, I was working for the PR firm and Emily was one of the bloggers. So our relationship first started via email like just emailing back and forth. And then I think it was in 
2015 that we first met in person at an ACFW conference, which is a a writing conference. Emily was running around snapping pictures and, you know, I was making connections because working at the PR firm, I had quote met a lot of people online, Mm. but I was finally getting to meet them face to face. And so, and then I think we really connected. I think it was um, maybe two years later at the same Mm. conference, we really connected and realized, you know, we're kind of writing in the same genres. And we met with our other pal, Natalie, she'll Mm -hmm. be, I guess, later in the season. And, you know, we, all three of us, I think we just kind of connected. And then Mm -hmm. we decided to do book baller writing retreat in Podunk, Arkansas. <laughs> it was so fun. And, Take me yeah, back. <laughs> and, yes, I know. Please, please, yeah. please. Let's go back. So yeah, so that's the journey of our our origin um, story. <laughs> yes, our origin story. There yeah, I go exactly. again. We're the co-protagonists. Of our, yeah, <laughs> of our own story. But yeah, and so like I love it because starting with that, it's something I don't know. I feel like it's some like Emily the teacher moment. But honestly, like going to those <laughs> writing conferences, granted, it's really hard right now. We realize the the COVID climate we're living in doesn't really allow for that. But if you can get out into conferences where there are other people doing what you're doing, man, it's so fun and it's so invigorating, and you can make those lifelong friendships. Um, A lot of the people that I've seen and that I know, I'm sure you got them too, Kristen, Mm -hmm. is that they started off as like really good friends, maybe critique partners, and then they move on to be published. But you don't necessarily just start off like that. You're not like, oh, you know, we're all published and now we're all friends. It's more of like, (laughs) we're all in this together. (laughs) Yeah, because really um, our dynamic, I mean, you have an agent and I don't, and we both are like Mm -hmm. in the grueling trenches of writing books. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, it don't really even have to be at the same same place place. in your writing journey as well. Well, And, you know, our our friend Natalie, she's multi-published and agented and so I mean we're all different stages of our journey but we all come together and we're all lonely writers (laughs) at a computer staring at the blank page yes hungry for uh (laughs) just connection (laughs) Um, yes and camaraderie Absolutely. Camaraderie. (laughs) That kind of brings me to to how we came about with this podcast. And, you know, this is obviously Mm -hmm. our little like nugget of this is how we came to be and this is who we are. So first and foremost, we're thankful for everybody who's listening. Thanks. Thanks guys. Hang in there. (laughs) We're we're getting more people on and we're super excited for where this podcast is going to go. But we actually started it during, I think it was just before COVID hit. I had been an avid podcast mm-hmm. listener. I know Kristen has been as well. I was like, Kristen, I want to start a podcast. And she's like, me too. <laughs> so we're like, let's do it together, <laughs> right? Because it's so much better to have friends along. Yes, for everything. <laughs> crazy things. Better together. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So we just started talking about it and um, started brainstorming the name and what we really wanted it to be, out, uh, to be about and kind of came to that... Uh, I don't know what to call it really, but kind of like the foundation of who a writer is, whether you're multi-published or just a beginning writer, we all start at this blank page, you know, whether you like to write by hand, so you're staring at an actual blank page, or you just opened a new document and that cursor is blinking, staring back at you like, 
what are you going to put here? What are you going to say? <laughs> you know, where are you going to go first? We all start there. I loved that idea, especially of just like that unifying thing. Kristen was crazy enough to go along with me on it. So we decided we were going to start exploring the blank page and we got to reach out to some awesome authors already. And we are just super excited for the rest of this season that we already have planned out and then for the seasons to come. Yes. And we we have some great guests um, coming up and I'm super excited about all of the wisdom that they were able to bring. And I'm super excited for you guys to get to listen in to those interviews. We hope you had fun getting to know us a little bit better. Uh, we started off with our lightning round and that is something that you're going to hear again in future episodes. So hopefully that was fun for you guys. We're looking forward to what happens next. Thanks for listening and please subscribe to this podcast so that you'll be updated about new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at exploring the blank page podcast until next time, stay safe and get creative exploring the possibility of your blank page.